Hey friends, welcome to this quick play episode of the Retro Game Guys podcast. I'm Dustin here with Zach and Alex. In our quick play episodes, we talk about arcade classics, early console games, and hidden retro gaming gems. And today we're talking about Keystone Capers for the Atari 2600. Keystone Capers is a cops and robbers action game developed by Activision and released for the Atari 2600 in 1983. Uh, versions were also released for the Atari 5200 and ColecoVision, as well as home computers such as the Atari 8-Bit Family and MSX. Uh, to quickly talk about why we picked this game, well, this, is, this has always been one of my personal favorite 2600 games, and I, I think it gets overlooked. So I brought it up to Zach a few weeks back, uh, and it turned out it was pretty good timing for me to bring up Keystone Capers for an episode, right, Zach? Yeah, it was crazy because I just bought the game, <laughs> and I had been playing it. <laughs> Like crazy, and then you texted me, and you're like, hey, we should do this game called uh, Keystone Capers, and I was like, get out of my head. It's magic. <laughs> what is this? That's, that's uh, great. Yeah, I was so excited about Keystone Capers and happy to talk about it today. Awesome. Well, with that, Zach, what else do we know about Keystone Capers? Sure. Well, uh, Keystone Capers was designed by Gary Kitchen, an accomplished programmer who we've talked about in some of our earlier episodes. You guys probably yep. remember that. Yep, yep. Uh, he's the guy that did the port of Donkey Kong for the Atari 2600. Um, and that was a serious technological achievement, as I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like Qbert was for the 2600. A lot of people thought you couldn't get it to run, and there couldn't be any game that looked like the arcade uh, game running on the 2600, but he was able to find some way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he also created Gary Kitchen's Battle Tank on the NES. Gary Kitchen's Battle Tank? Like he made it himself or with, uh, <laughs> what was his name on it? Well, he had a string of awesome games. Maybe that's why. Like, he's just started putting his name on things because... Like a genius. Yeah. You can get away with it, I guess. Like, he had Space Jockey, which was a hit. It was his first game. And then he did... Oh, Gary Dunk Kitchen Kong. Space Jockey? <laughs> Derek, Gary Kitchen's Donkey Kong? I don't yeah, think... Yeah, like, who's Gary this guy? Kitchen's Gary Kitchen. <laughs> so, in uh, Gary Kitchen's Keystone Capers, <laughs> play the role of <laughs> Officer Keystone Kelly. Actually, I don't know if it's, that's what it's called, but it we're going to call it that for the rest of the... Yeah, for the rest of the episode. <laughs> that's right. So you play the role of Officer Keystone Kelly, who's trying to capture Harry Hooligan, who has robbed a department store. Mm. Uh, so his Keystone store. Remember yeah. those? <laughs> I do remember those. Vaguely, right. vaguely. So as Keystone Kelly, you start on the bottom floor of the four-level store, uh, and Harry's on the floor above. Now, the mm. goal of the game is to run through various screens and avoid obstacles as you climb floors to catch Harry before he reaches the roof and escapes. There must be like a helicopter or something waiting for him on the roof. I don't know what's going on. That's right. Uh, but there's escalators and elevators, which can be helpful to you or at times very <laughs> challenging. I'm sure we'll talk right. about those. Um, so like some other Activision games of the era for the Atari, if you achieved a high score mentioned in the manual, you could send Activision a picture of your score and receive a special patch mm-hmm. for Keystone Capers. You need to hit 35,000 points to get a Billy Club patch that features wow. Keystone Kelly running. It's pretty cool. That's nice. clever. Yeah. And we, this isn't the first time we've talked about those patches, right? We, we have a whole Pitfall episode yes, uh, where right. we talk about the... I'm looking at mine right now. You gave me a Pitfall uh, patch, which... That's right. Pretty awesome. Hold on, so you don't have a Gary Kitchen's Billy Club patch? I don't. I do not have... Okay. Uh, yeah. But we can see. We might be talking about the scores. We can see if maybe one of us earned it this time. Ooh. So while Keystone Capers has its fans, it didn't get the same level of attention that uh, Activision's bigger hits did. And we kind of think, like Dustin said, it's a hidden gem of the Atari library. Mm -hmm. So excited to talk about it. Uh, Also, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, uh, why it's called Keystone Capers. So the name comes from Keystone Cops, which was a a series of films in like the early 1900s uh, starring a group of uh, bumbling cops, a silent film. 
Keystone films, black and white. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's right. I remember that. All the kids love Keystone Cops. Come on, guys. <laughs> that's right. Like, that's right. Yeah. Uh, they have their own. Uh, they have their own uh, uh, Twitch feed, right? Right. Well, even <laughs> back then, like 1983, that would have been like 70. That's what I'm saying. This before. is like super meta retro. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's we're talking about 1983 retro, retro game talking about a 1900s <laughs> old timey film. Yeah, you know, comedy thing. All right, All right. Gary Kitchens. Well, that cool. Gary Kitchens. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Kitchens. Comedy. Yeah, Keystone Cops. Right. right. Well, yeah. Now let's talk about what we thought of Gary Kitchens' Keystone Capers. Uh, <laughs> I'll start off here. Gary Kitchen did a great job with this game. <laughs> That's right. Of course he did. Uh, no, but I mean, think about this. Going back to 1983, and you pull up this game, and it's four levels, large, you know, scrolling left to the right. It, it, it has a mini map at the bottom, so you can That's see crazy. where you are in relation to the bad guy. Um, you've got an elevator that you have to kind of time if you want to use it because it can really give you an advantage to get near the guy, but you can mess you up because another part of this game is the escalators work differently for you than they do for the bad guy you can only go up them where he can go up and down so if you miss time yeah, getting jerk. in front of him uh all of that plus you've got obstacles in the levels and they get harder and harder so there's this you kind of start off with what i what i always would call the shiny thing but uh, according to the manual it's actually a cathedral style radio and the little like lines on it are kind of the the audio waves i think but it looks exactly like at least the little like waves on it look exactly like the the, the gold bar I think it is from Pitfall. Like the shine yeah. that's on the gold. The shine on the yeah. yeah. So it, it always it always I was like oh it's the shiny thing. So there's that. There's a shopping cart. There's a toy biplane. Oh, so you're supposed to run into it and collect it, right? Right. I think we've all made that mistake. <laughs> well, that, yeah. This game isn't very isn't super clear on what's touchable and not up front. Should I touch the beer hey, don't, or not? Don't throw Gary Kitchens under the, under the bus like that. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. Well, that's what the manual's for, right? Yeah. But so not only do you get all these obstacles and you get you have to time this challenge, but things continue to get faster and they multiply. Uh, and there, uh, there's just, it gets really, really crazy. I found a quote, um, a tweet from our, our buddy, Basic Gamer Bob, that I think sums it up really well. Uh, he said, yet another classic I never seriously played I popped this in last night, and although Keystone Caper starts off slow and a bit underwhelming, by the third round, it really picks up, and the intensity keeps mm-hmm. building. Love it. And, and that's exactly my thoughts as well. It's it's just, it's kind of a, it's a sneaky good game. Um, as far as, like, how I did on the game on this playthrough, um, I got to, I think it's level five. It's hard to keep track of the levels here, and I'm trying to remember. Wow. Um, so, like, 12, 13,000, somewhere around. I also didn't good. track the points that well, so... Um, but it's it's the point in the game where the shopping carts increase their speed. Um, that yeah. just, I mean, you know, as I we've talked about on this podcast, I don't have very good jumping skills. Uh, when the things are slow or steady or stationary, I can do it. But man, once those things start whipping, I was just I was done. Did you get so, to the yeah. one where it's two shopping carts? Because that's that's brutal. Um, no, I think because it's I think it's the increased speed first, then the then two. two. Yeah, two yeah. gets crazy because you two basically you can run and jump over one, and then the second one it gives me trouble. So you have to basically do a running jump. Oh no no and yeah, a standing that. jump after that one to clear the second one. It's yeah no, uh, yes that is where it increases speed as it does that. Sorry, what I was thinking of is I believe later in the game it actually like starts grouping the shopping carts. So you have two like back to back. Yeah, that's what I was saying like, on the same screen. Yeah, and there's like two yeah. red balls too at the same time. Yeah, and the and, two yeah, red balls. Yeah, that, that, so no, I didn't get quite that far, but you know, a decent, decent run through, I think. Um, let's uh, let's bring Alex in a bit here because yeah. um, you're kind of new to this game, I think, right? So mm-hmm. I wanna hear what you, what you thought about it. Yeah, when I was talking to Zach earlier in the week, I was like, uh, 
<laughs> I was like, this is the game. <laughs> like, like it didn't hold any uh, interest for me. I played it a, a few times and I was just on an emulator. And I was like, uh, he was like, yeah, it's a fun game. Da, da, da. I was like, yeah, like, really? Like, it's <laughs> lots before I told you who made it, right? Well, you know, when you told me Gary Kitchens made it, I was like, well, you should have just said that to begin with. By the way, it's singular, Gary Kitchen, just so you know. Gary, oh, well, I'm, listen, it's Kitchens yeah. for the people that yeah. know him, all yeah. right, if you're cool. Um, but no, uh, as I got to play it a little bit more, I realized, okay, it's like 1983. I have to, like, set my expectations fairly low. And uh, I actually did, you know, to Dustin's point, uh, start to enjoy it a little bit more. It is like four levels of Pitfall, you know, Gary Kitchens Pitfall. <laughs> and uh he owns it now uh, he owns it yeah and i liked it and i i was confused i was like okay where am i why is this uh like why are there bouncy balls and toy airplanes like flying at me and then when you said oh yeah it's a department store it's like okay well yeah, i remember those everyone remember those uh but the, they don't exist anymore kids um <laughs> but yeah it, look it's a fine game i wish uh I wish when I would duck under the plane, you'd slide a little bit more. I wish yeah. this game was a little bit more forgiving, a little like momentum. a Mega Man slide or something underneath it. Didn't Pitfall have a slide when you went that when you ducked? No, as you were running fast. I no, I don't think no? so. No, so. it might have felt like that if you were like hitting a log or something. I think okay, but yeah, it was a fun game, and uh, I definitely understood. Like as you got f- uh, further along in the game, it got uh, progressively harder and faster and all that other stuff. I never actually passed, I think, the fourth level um, okay. in my handful of plays. Uh, but I could definitely see how this could be addicting. Uh, uh, I started to feel a little bit of um, spite towards the game because it was <laughs> purposely making me uh, die. And every time you hit a plane, you'd go back to start. And That's right. It was that sort of type of like, okay, that's a little... I wasn't expecting that. I was just expecting to get a time penalty or something like that. But uh, well, most items do too, right? That's what probably yeah. threw you off, right? Because like, you can pretty much run into anything else, and you're it's like, okay, within ten seconds off, and I keep yeah. running. But yeah, no, it takes you all the way back to go. It's like, oh, all right, well then, I'm screwed now. Like, I'm like, <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's yeah. If really I had some more time, elevators that, that if you get that plane, if and you still have any time, you you've got to depend I on the elevators. I didn't. I couldn't figure out the elevators. I just. I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to invest that much time into my <laughs> playthrough to see what the elevators were all about. Uh, he's a frequent gamer, like, man. Come on. Infrequent gamer. He's like, like so whatever, this is an but... Atari 2600 game. Why are you making me think? Exactly, right? <laughs> Gary Kitchens thinks a lot. Um, but uh, no, I can definitely see if you're saying that you can use the elevators and there's strategy. You have to cut off the the, the henchmen or whatever to, to head them off at the pass. It's like, okay, well, then this becomes a whole thing and Maybe there is more to this than uh, Gary Kitchens, you know, made me think about. So um, <laughs> I definitely give it props. I mean, if anything, it's an early uh, example of gamification. It like gets under your skin. It provokes you a little bit. There is yeah. strategy involved. So, yeah, you know, kudos for four level Gary Kitchens pitfall. <laughs> All right. Uh, interesting thoughts from you, Alex. Uh, let's go over to Zach. What, Zach, what do you th- think about the game? It kind of is like a cross between Pitfall and Donkey Kong a little bit. Yeah. You know, which yeah. kind of makes sense, right? Because, you know, Gary Kitchen did the port of Donkey Kong and he was probably sitting next to David Crane, the, the Pitfall guy at, at Activision. That's right. Actually, we, well, you we know that they uh, David Crane did give Gary Kitchen some advice on this game. Um, what I read was that Gary Kitchen wanted to make it more of a climbing game. But um, David Crane said, like, hey, I think that might be too similar or something to um, Crazy Climber, which was a popular arcade game at the time. So 
Um, I don't know if you talked so, into so copy my game pitfall. I don't know if you talked into it or whatever, but like, <laughs> yeah. So, but it's kind of I don't know. To me, it's like the best of both worlds. Like, I like the yeah. strategy. I had so I had a ton of fun with this game. I was actually impressed with how good of a platformer it was. I bought a big lot of Atari games recently, like I was saying, and you know, some Atari games have like literally five seconds of playtime. You pop it right. in, you play once, you're like, okay. Yeah. And I just kind of went through a string of those, and I got to this game, and I just kept playing it over and over and over. Like you said, Alex, you just want to, like there's something that keeps you wanting to play because that Harry Hooligan guy, he's running above you. He kind of gets you a little angry. It's yeah. a little angry and he runs slower than you too. So you're like jamming and trying to like not break your stride and he's just kind of strutting along, you know, um, and catching him feels great. And when yeah. you do catch him, you kind of start over and it gets more progressively difficult. Um, but I thought this game gets more fun the harder it gets. So mm-hmm. like, you're right. It's sparse in the beginning, but like you catch him a couple of times, you get the shopping cart starts showing up that changes your, you have to change your jump timing a little bit because of yeah. those. Yep. And all of a sudden the airplanes show up and now you're using a different skill because now you're ducking and yeah. jumping, right? And then the multiple, you know, there's multiple of each that come in later, multiple, you know, obstacles. So to me, I just kept like, it gets more frantic to catch Harry over time. And that's, I think when the strategy comes in, right? Because right. the first three or four times I went through it, I was like, I didn't even bother with the, elevators just jump on the escalators which are at the end of each level and eventually i'll catch him before he gets to the roof or the end of the roof um but the more obstacles show up the more time it takes to get past the obstacles so then you got to like you said start looking at the elevators um and then you use the elevators and then i noticed that harry hooligan will turn around if he sees you getting to like to the point where you're going to cut him off he'll turn around and go the other way yep so there's all this like strategy so anyway i i loved this game i thought it was great but yeah, yeah, this is one to me, one of the better third party made games for the Atari. It was just really, really fun. And yeah, I love the heck out yeah. of it. We've talked we've talked about uh, before where I, I have this like I had this kind of bucket of games that I, I had a ton of Atari 2600 games, but there was always like five, six that were in the rotation every time we would fire up the system. And, it, you know, it turns out most of them are Activision. You know, it, they, they had huh. so many good games. It's it's this one. It's Barnstorming. It's Enduro. It's River Raid. Activision did so many great games for the 2600, and this is just you yeah. know, a shiny example of that. I'd never heard of this game before. Never heard of Dirty Kitchen's Keystone Capers before. <laughs> I, I hadn't either. This one slipped right by me, and I, huh. I'm glad that we came across it. What other uh, Gary Kitchen's uh, games besides Donkey Kong were there? He had Space Jockey. He had um, also, you know what was cool? I saw when I was looking up his stuff. He did a game called Gary Kitchens, of course. Uh, Gary Kitchens Game Maker. <laughs> of course. And that was, that was an early like, game-making software for like the Commodore, Apple IIc, PCs huh. at the time. So and I don't know mm. if there was like any game-making soft, soft software previous to that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then he also did a game I haven't played yet. I just got a copy, and it's my Gary Kitchen fandoms kicked off recently. Mm. Um, a game <laughs> called uh, Pressure Cooker. Gary Kitchen's pressure cooker. <laughs> I don't know why look. he left it off of that I one. I don't know. I'm looking you at should it. should have called it Gary Kitchen's Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're oh, right. Man. You're right. I mean, he must have been Rockstar uh, back in the day to start putting his name on things, right? <laughs> I mean, how many? would have been nice. Yeah. Come Gary's, into Gary's Kitchen. Gary, yeah. Gary Kitchen's Kitchen. Pressure cooker. No, I mean, pressure, pressure has to be pressure cooker, man. Sounds cooler. 
It is actually kitchen's pressure cooker. It seems like it'd be pretty accurate though, because like it looks like a like a grand the grandfather of like Overcooked. If you guys have oh. played that on the like Switch and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> I haven't played, but I have friends who are like, "We should play sometime. You'll hate it." It's 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 everyone gets mad. I'm like, why I've do I want to play that? <laughs> I've heard that too. I worked at a restaurant for years. Like, I don't want that pressure again. Like, right. I don't want to be in a pressure cooker. I don't want to. <laughs> like, just like, no, thank you. But well, so when Gary did, Kitchens asks you. You, you do, do it. You just do it. Yeah. But yeah, he made some cool games and and uh, yeah, had a had a couple of hits. I'm um, impressed. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes some uh, some guts to start putting your name on on games. It does. You know? I'm gonna talk about it. We're gonna start calling this Dustin's Retro Game Guys podcast. Oh, I know. I know. Can we talk though about how cool Activision was back in the day? Yeah. So, if you guys remember from our Pitfall episode, we talked about how like a few of the guys worked at Atari and they spun off to create Activision. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the reasons why they did that was because they felt like the programmers weren't getting enough attention uh, yeah. or getting oh. credit for the games they were developing, the hits for Atari. Um, oh. And then when they uh, developed Activision, where they came out, or they opened Activision, whatever, started Activision, um, they became like really fan centric. So like the manuals of the games had like the programmer's face in the back. It had featured yeah. like a personal letter f- to the gamer from the programmer. And Keystone Capers has this like Gary huh. Kitchen gives you like game hints. He even drops some knowledge. Like he talks about how the term cops came from like, you know, badges being made out of copper and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was all kinds of stuff in these game boxes. So, yeah. With so, games. yeah. And in fact, I, re- I didn't realize and I, I actually don't even know where I got this from because it's not my original, but I have Keystone Capers complete inbox. And this is to the point where you have the manual with the, the Activision Crime Busters handbook, it says on the front. I've got the the warranty card. I've got the video game cartridge catalog in there. Mm. Um, and this really cool, somebody already did it, but it's a, like a, a scratch off. So it, it's like awesome. called ca- Catch the Crook and you do a scratch off and then you, um, you can get a reward, like a rebate on a future in Activision game kind of thing. Oh, so cool. yeah, I've got like all the little huh. pieces that came with this thing. It's really cool. And Gary Kitchen's face is in the manual. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's in the back. <laughs> of course it is. All right. That's of course right. it is. Well, it right makes up sense. In, right I up mean, in your kitchen. Well, yeah, now it makes sense that, uh, that if they started a company that wanted to take a little bit more credit for the programming of the games that start putting your name on things. So people yeah. remember. Well, yeah. well, it's like musicians. It's like, you know, movie makers. And yeah. you know, we've talked about this a bunch of times, right? Is it like there were certain companies that just, they didn't want their uh, better programmers to get poached. So they kept them behind yeah. the scenes, but that wasn't, you know, wasn't sort of the Activision way. Well, one last note, I think before we uh, start wrapping up here, Zach, I want to know what you got for a score. Did you hit that mythical 35,000 for the patch? Uh, I have not gotten there yet. My score is getting better. I will say I'm up to about 20,000 on my score. Uh, 35,000 is that patch score. Um, yeah. I will I will keep playing. I will get there. Um, but it's not easy, man. And that, that no. I don't know. I probably did, uh, what, 10, 12 loops by the time I get to 20,000. Because your score also, you, you get the points that you get are based on how quickly you catch Harry. Right. And there's times where I catch Harry with like one second left or something like that. And you get right. barely any points. So over a certain amount, it gets really hard. So props to basic gamer, Bob, who I know got the 35,000. Yeah. Well, I posted you, about it just to harass us. If you yeah. guys want to see how crazy this game gets uh, at that kind of score level, um, you can, there's a, there's a, if you could just look up, uh, Keystone Capers Atari 2600 playthrough the first video that comes up on uh, YouTube um, there's a guy who he played it past that point and it's just the, the the speed of the carts and the planes and the and the number of things on the screen it's just 
insane. So I, I wish you luck, Zach, with your quest. Uh, you know, Godspeed, Apollo 13, and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's crazy. I would I would highly recommend Alex and, and people listening to check that out. One last thought there, uh, Zach? Yeah. So um, right before this podcast, I just noticed a post from Gary Kitchen. Oh. Uh, this is 14 hours wow. ago. He posted, Gary Kitchen's Twitter. Gary, Gary Kitchen's <laughs> Gary Twitter. Kitchen's That's Twitter. right. Yeah, Gary Kitchen's Twitter.com. <laughs> right. On Gary <laughs> Kitchen's internet. Yeah. Uh, he said, 14 hours ago, he said, if you have an interest in retro gaming, I'm going to be participating in an announcement the next couple of days that may be of interest to you. Go to audacitygames.com to sign up to receive details first. Okay. So okay. I saw that and I was Hold like, oh, is cool. that uh, Gary Kitchen's audacity.com? Of course it is. Of course. It is. <laughs> People don't think okay. that the retro game guys can go to the well repeatedly, but boy, <laughs> oh, yeah. boy, do we. There's a horse on the ground and we are beating it. <laughs> beating the, yeah. <laughs> it's Gary Kitchen's horse. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Gary Kitchen's dead horse. This will be, be the first quick play with a subtitle. Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, I ended up on uh, David Crane's Twitter as well. And then he posted uh, 14 hours ago also, fairly significant announcement coming in the next couple of days, next few days, go to audacitygames.com to sign up to receive details by email. And he says, without spoiling the surprise, if you're a fan of my work, I hope you will find the news interesting. So I went to this Audacity Games huh. website and it's a sort of video, a simple video has a, um, a curtain opening. And when the curtain opens, you see what looks a lot like a Atari game, just like the, the board. Yeah. And it doesn't say what it is. It doesn't say what you know what it's for, but it's clearly an Atari game because it has that same kind of the same kind of pin structure. Okay. Um, and David Crane and Gary Kitchen are working together again on something, and sounds like we're wow. going to find out more about it soon. So audacity.com, you said audacitygames.com. Audacitygames.com. Audacity yeah. All right, well, I'll have to check that out. Very cool. Well, the question remains. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> whose name's going to be first? <laughs> That's right. David Crane's pitfall, <laughs> or is it going to be Gary Kitchen's kitchen? Yes, and I think we've. Uh, I think that's all. <laughs> that is all the time we have for this quick play episode of the Retro Game Guys podcast. Leave them wanting more. I that's love right. It. That's right. For Zach and Alex, <laughs> they don't want any more. They're, they're done. <laughs> for Zach and Alex, I'm Dustin saying, "Say, stay safe." Oh man, I can't even get. For, for Zach and Alex. <laughs> That stays it. For Zach and Alex, I'm Dustin saying stay safe and game on. Until next time, friends. The opinions and views expressed on the Retro Game Guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.